Looking for clarity and confidence when it comes to decision-making for your business? You've come to the right place. You're now listening to the Atomic Business Coaching Podcast. I am Adam. And I'm Tom. And together, we are Atomic Business Coaching. Where our stories are your solutions. Still love it, man. It's good. <laughs> it's still good. Still, it sounds awesome. Doesn't need to change at the moment. No, it does not. But a lot of things do need to change. Yes. And we are going through a season of change. We're in the fall of 2022, in case you're listening to this in the future. Hopefully you are. But it's a season of change. I know you deal a lot with change. And mm -hmm. in business, we are dealing with a lot of change. A lot of the reports are coming out right now with inflation and business owners are having an extremely tough time. So that's one of the major reasons we started this business, correct? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. To help people get out of that way and get, get off to a good start for 2023. Yeah. And in most of our clients will be and have been people that want to make a change. People that are either in the middle of a transition or people that have always thought can make this change. I just don't know how yet. And that's really who we can focus on is helping people to change. So I thought this would be a great opportunity for us to just kind of riff on change and, and things we've dealt with and people we've helped change and changes that so many are looking to make. So, yeah, let's let's take it from there. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a, is a great point. You know, when people transition, you know, sometimes transition is chosen. Sometimes it's really thrust upon us. Right. We, we don't always choose when we have to change. And sometimes there are external factors that lead us to make changes so that we can adapt and we can continue to be successful. And it's how we respond to that, that we maintain the control in that situation. And not every transition is easy. In fact, a lot of transitions are hard. But what people mostly struggle with when they go to make a change and transition to something else is, how do I do that? And, 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 I've, and that's the question I get all the time. And I've gotten in my practice. I know you've gotten that in yours is, how do I do that? Like, what's the how? And, right. you know, we talk about that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of times change is kind of, it's almost forced upon you. People may want to make a change, especially in their business. They'd be always in the back of their mind, like, I think I want to make, make a change, but it's, it's too difficult because, you know, the ship is going down its course. And if you make that change, there's a lot that has to happen. Or right. it's in your personal life. You know, you may want to make a major change in your relationship or in your health or, Whatever it is. And a lot of times with my clients and now with our clients, I find that the change is almost like people telling me, I want to kind of find myself. I want right. to find what the future is. And what my response has been to that is it's, it's not about finding yourself. If you're going out there just trying to find yourself, what typically happens is you find someone else's version of you, mm -hmm. right? It's just a reflection of how other people perceive you to be. So what I always tell them is it's not about finding yourself. It's about building yourself. Right. And you have that choice to decide how am I going to change? How am I going to build myself instead of finding myself? And I think it's one of the most critical pieces of the work that we do is uncovering what's deep down inside of why you want to make this change. Would you agree? Absolutely. And, and I think that really speaks to, you know, you, you're bringing up two very important things there is, is the difference between you know, finding yourself and building yourself, right? And 
transition, I always look at transition as an opportunity to do something new for yourself, that to take care of yourself, to really see transition as an opportunity to fit in that self-care that may have been missing, right? When we are, if we come, you know, if somebody comes to us and says, I'm trying to find who I am, it's obvious in that question is, is that not taking care of themselves and they have not been prioritizing themselves and they feel this need to find themselves. And I think what you're saying with building yourself is this is the opportunity to build the best version of yourself. And that best version is taking someone who takes care of themselves, takes care of their family and takes care of their business, right? And can build on that foundation. Those, Those three pillars really are essential to building a successful transition. Absolutely. And that that's really what it is. It's transition, right? People think mm-hmm. it's a change and it's this, this drastic, the new me, you know, I'm, my birthday is January 1st. So um, New Year's baby and everyone's always, you know, new year, new me. And it's it's not about that. It's, it's about transitioning. Mm-hmm. It's about evolving. It's about becoming a better you. And that's what I mean by when you build yourself, right? You can't escape who you are, Mm -hmm. right? You can build upon that. You can try to put your head in the sand and not deal with who you are, but you are who you are. And usually the person that you are is kind of amazing if you understand who you are. Right. And in that transition, when when, when we think about transition and really who you are, you have to also remember that transition is opportunity to let go of the things that no longer serve you, right? I was, it was funny, this morning I was on the Peloton and he said, have a funeral for all the things you have to let go of. And I was like, whoa, that is so cool. Like, have a funeral for the things that you have to let go of. And, you know, we, we talk about transitions and there's all types of transitions, but using, you know, bringing the word funeral, it's just the loss, right? Whatever that loss is that maybe you're going through or whatever it is, whether it's the death of someone or the loss of a job, or and now you want to transition to your own business, you want to do your own thing. Just remember that as you build the new you, part of building you new is, is, is renovating you. It's, yeah. it's stripping away the old stuff that doesn't work for you anymore. It's, it's having a funeral for those things. That's right. Even, uh, you know, you and I are both part of a mastermind, which is called Project 2740. And uh, we asked a question in that mastermind last week of, have you committed homicide yet? And right. The room, the room shut off. It was like, what? What did he just say? And it was about killing the old way of doing things. Right. right. And what that basically means is that the way you can change is by stopping doing things that you used to do and start doing them in a new way. Right. But the person doing them isn't different. It's mm-hmm. just the way that you're doing things. Yep. And the thing is with change is you have to have this like intrinsic motivation to really have like a desire, right? You have to have a desire to change. Otherwise, right. it not take place. Well, I always say that change really has to come from a sense of urgency, right? There has to be a sense of urgency created to get to that change, right? To motivate you to that change. If, if you don't have that sense of urgency, you're not going to have the motivation. That's where you have to really. So when someone reaches out to us because they realize something needs to change, part of what we evaluate is that motivation to make the changes, right? Because you can't transition without the motivation. You can't transition without that sense of urgency. 
right? And and the key to that is, where is that urgency coming from? Was it thrust upon you or have you chosen to make that change? And it's really about being more proactive than being reactive. And what we do in our work is try to get ahead of all the things that you may want to change so we can make proactive decisions on saying, this is why I would change it. Because a lot of times you want to change something. You know, we had one of our clients today. Unfortunately, they're going to have to terminate one of their employees. And this is a business owner who's, it's like employee number three. And they already have to fire them. And they've only been in business a few years. They haven't gone through this before. And they're going to terminate somebody. And it's, I'm hoping to have a conversation with them in the very near future about what's the reason you're going to terminate. Now, if it was egregious and they did something against either company policy or destroyed the reputation, you know, I would kind of understand that. But I'm hoping that, number one, they don't let them go right away. I'm hoping that they have a conversation with Tom and I to understand, like, what are you, what is your perception on why you have to terminate this person? Because the change might not be you need to change the person who's working for you. Maybe you need to be you need to change the expectations you have upon them. So I do not know yet. Are they realistic or unrealistic expectations? Um, we've just finally gotten this person who's worked with Tom and I for quite some time to move into hiring staff and trusting that process and immediately is a regression. So that that's something that might have been just put upon him because he hasn't yet been or hasn't yet had the opportunity to discuss how to deal with that. And these are the things that that hopefully all business owners are doing, but the, the problem is they come up all the time. All these new changes come up. Right. And, and you know, you're, you're highlighting a very important point about reaction versus proaction, right? And being reactive versus being proactive. And, and I think one of the things that why people don't like change is because they are often making change as a reaction, right? And it may not be planned and it may, may be spur of the moment where they're forced and thrust into this change. But what we should be cognizant of in that transition is what are the ways to be proactive if something like this happens again? What happens if another change is thrust upon us? How do we manage through that in more of a proactive approach than a reactive approach? Like you just said, maybe you're not going to be able to change the employee that is working for you, but you have to change the expectations. And part of making changes is to reevaluate, you know, here comes evaluation, right? You have to evaluate, do the current expectations work? Does the current boundaries work? Do all of those things, are, are the current values that you possess as an individual and what you have for your business, are those still all in alignment as you move through this transition? Because most likely that has changed as well right? It's not just one thing that causes the change. It's a, it's a sequence of events that's going to cause a change. My friend is a pilot and he always says there's 13 things at a minimum that happen before a plane crashes. And, and, and that's the same thing we have to look at when you're going, when you're thrust into changes is what are all the things that led up to that change that now we have to evaluate as we move forward and see that this is really a great opportunity to do better, to be better, to have a better outcome in the future. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's really about the environment that you're in and you are a product of your environment. You are a product of what you used to do, how you used to be. So as you deal with 
new things that you want to change, a lot of the old things that you dealt with and changes you made in the past will conjure up, oh my gosh, I have to change this again. So it's it's good to reevaluate it and figure out, is this really something I need to change? Right. And that's that's the highlight of the work that Tom and I do is are asking the questions that you haven't yet asked yourself. Right. So we go through a process, which is called 5WH, to make sure that we're pulling out everything that deep down inside of your subconscious, inside of your heart, inside of your soul, you've always wanted to get it out there, but you didn't know how to. And that's kind of the magic of, of being a business coach and Tom being a life coach is we get to look at everything from each perspective to really pull those things out and have you give us the answers that you never even knew you could answer because you didn't know the question yet. Right. And we try to make that whole transition process that much easier for you, right? By asking those deeper questions, you know, and what direction you want your business to go. Why do you want that? And figuring out all the, all of the process, there's a lot of emotion that will come up that, right? Change evokes this huge emotional component and that could become a major distraction if not handled in the right way. And that's where you and I are really pivotal working as partners that I'll handle the emotional pieces, you handle the business pieces, and together the person can go through that transition, not necessarily easier, but much more smoothly with much more direction and support and guidance than if they tried to figure it out all on their own, especially if they don't know how. You hit it right, the nail on the head there. It's it's the direction, support, and guidance, right? So this is atomic business coaching. It's coaching, right? I'm sure many of you who are watching or listening have had a coach at one point in time. It might have been Little League, could have been in college, you played a sport, or whatever it may have been, you probably had a coach. The coach didn't do the work for you. They made observations to tell you what you were doing that was extremely good. Like, wow, this is really good continue to do this and master this and what's not going so well and how can we improve it most of those times like i play golf and i have a i have a golf coach the things he noticed i like i don't even feel them never line see them and it's like how did you do this and i i just played golf in a tournament um in california uh very proud of myself came in uh seventh place uh but it was at a 13 so Hey, hey, that's still in the top 50%. Well, that's a little bit over the top 50. A little over, but close enough. We'll give you close enough. (laughs) Last year, we were 12 out of 13. So we're improving, right? We're getting better. And that's what it's all about. But uh, my teammate, we're playing teams. My teammate, the second day, um, first two holes, like I couldn't hit the fairway. And he's like, what's going on? Like yesterday, you were lights out hitting the fairway. And uh, by the third hole, he's like, Adam, you keep picking your head up and watching the ball. He's like, I'm your teammate. I will watch the ball for you. Keep your head down. The rest of the mat, I was lights out, like hitting the ball so perfectly. And it was just somebody else had an opportunity to see what was going on. And then they told me, okay, here's the change you need to make, which I wouldn't have even thought of because I was so focused on other things. I made that change and improved. And I finished four under, which uh, for golf is pretty great. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. For me, it's actually very good. So Um, Now, that was as a team, but still four under, uh, which was incredible. But I probably would have finished like four over if somebody else didn't recognize the change that I had to make. And that's why I said that's it's key what you said. It's the support and the guidance to really and the observations to see what needs to be changed. And is it really the right change? And why do you need to make it? 
Right. And, you know, that is so, you know, that is such a key point. It's we think we need something and it's something else that we really need. Right. Like when I first started coaching, I will I'll remember I was doing a lot of career transition work in the beginning. Right. Helping people because that was where I originated from. I made a career transition and I wanted to coach people through that. And, you know, I've worked with so many people and they came saying, oh, I have to change jobs or I have to change careers. And nine times out of 10, it wasn't any of that. It was they just needed to change the perspective for which they approached their jobs. They needed to change how they saw their jobs. And once they made that change, they realized they really love what they do. And they didn't need to just uproot all of that because of nonsense and BS at work and BS with the boss and who's in charge. But once they changed that perspective, that's what changed everything for them. And that's sometimes all it takes is a perspective change. And that's what Adam and I always offer to everyone through our observations and through what we see. It's an opportunity just to change the perspective sometimes. And, and again, it's, it's amazing the, how you can convert that from a conversation into this idea and then attach it to even something that you went through. And that's one of the special parts about you, Tom. Uh, but when we look at this is the, the change that you're talking about, it can either be an opportunity or it's a threat. You said it's about the perspective, right? And, and if, if you don't have the opportunity to work with us one-on-one, you can have a new perspective on what you need to change. And it's very simple by just asking yourself some simple questions and taking a step back. And I always say it's uh, taking a 30,000 foot view of that overall thing you want to change. And, and I mean, take it, take it from our yeah. exact system. Who, what, where, when, why, how? If you just ask those questions about this change you're about to make, who am I making this change for? Right? Who is the change for? Is it for me? Is it for a family member? Is it for money? Is it for freedom? Is it for, ask, ask what, right? What, what is the outcome of this change if I make it? Right? Where? Where will I be if I make this change? <laughs> and if you yes. just ask these questions of yourself, I mean, we're not rocket scientists here. We're asking questions. So even if you, like I said, can't have, don't have the opportunity to sit and work with us, you can do this for yourself. You can guide yourself through this or have your partner or have a, a friend or somebody else ask you these questions and you'll be amazed with the answers that you come out with. They're very powerful questions. You know, we ask them all the time, right? It sounds so simple. Who, what, when, where, and how, right? We, we, we say that all the time. Like, but it, when you put it in that context and you're really doing that deep dive, well, who do you want to be? What do you, who do you want to be as a business owner? Who do you want to be in, in five years from now? What do you want to do, right? Like in, in, in the choice model that I've used all these years is clarify what you want, right? Clarify the thing that you want and, Ask yourself, what do I really want out of this? What really needs to change? And that's where sometimes people do get stuck, right? And, and our job is to move you from that place of stagnation, right? So if you're really stuck right now and you're not sure what that direction is forward, asking those questions is going to open up a whole world for you. And, and I always encourage people, reflect on those questions, meditate on those questions. Don't try to answer them in one sitting. You have to, you have to really think about them and give them it their, 
their space and create the space for that, those answers to come in. Because it's funny, once you start to open yourself up, what happens, right? I'm working with a client right now that, you know, we're, we're looking at what are the possibilities for this person to do on their own. Well, the other day, she got something in the mail that we're, you know, that we were talking about. It was a coincidence. I think not, right? Didn't we have that conversation with somebody else too this week that what just happened all of a sudden happened? It was no coincidence that it happened. It's happening because once you start to allow the space for those answers to come in, you're going to get validation that that's the right thing for it to, to be. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, when we talk about your desire to change and you don't really have much control over that. Is it an opportunity? Is it a threat? What we really do and what you can do for yourself by asking these questions is very, very simple. Is you'll, you'll generate an awareness, mm-hmm. right? It's an awareness of why do I need to make this change, right? Whether or not it's in your control to make that change is a whole other story. But it's the awareness that you gain from asking the questions to understand where is the path forward? Why is that happening? Who is it for? How am I going to do it if I'm going to do it? It's quite simple, and it's just bringing an awareness to the situation of, is this truly a proactive, a reactive change, an opportunity, or a threat? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Great SWOT analysis. There you go, pal. That's what it is. That's what that's the opportunity for. Yeah. So, uh, hey, man, this has been another good podcast. Another good one, man. Another good one. Yeah, Covered a lot there. Fun. Yeah. I'm- so we'll, we'll keep doing it. You think? Absolutely. I love this. Listen, we, we sit down, we get it done, man. It gets done and we have fun. I like it, man. And we, you know, we don't come with a script or anything else. We just have a good time talking about things that we're really trying to help people with. So hopefully you join us in the future. If you like this, I ask you very kindly, share it with somebody else you think this could be of value to, and we'll see you soon. Hey, take it easy.